You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Welcome to the Strong Towns Podcast. Today we're going to be sharing some audio from a recent live broadcast that we did with Strong Towns staff members, uh, me, Jason, and Yuri, in which we discussed our Strongest Town competition, which is going on right now. Um, in this broadcast, which was on Wednesday, uh, we were able to share our brackets and discuss the competition in general, what the current standings were, etc., so forgive any slight technical difficulties during this recording, but we hope you enjoy that. And make sure to visit our website, strongtowns.org slash strongest town. And you'll be able to participate in voting, which closes at 11 p.m. today, Thursday, March 17th. Uh, although we'll have other rounds of voting starting soon after this. You can also view our brackets on that site and view a video of this broadcast should you choose to do that. All right, here is the broadcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to this live broadcast. Um, currently, there's me, Rachel, and Jason Schaefer, uh, who will be talking about our March Madness brackets and how the contest is going so far. Unfortunately, Chuck is traveling in. Oh, Yuri. Oh, yeah, Yuri's here. Okay. Welcome, Yuri. Um, yeah, okay. So thanks, everyone, for participating and for uh, hopefully some of you filled out some brackets. Um, thanks for voting. We've had, like, thousands of people voting for this, which really just blew my mind. Um and I'm impressed with all the enthusiasm and with, um, yeah, just people getting the conversation going about positive things happening in their towns. It's really exciting. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed reading all about this. Um, so this, we're about to come to the end of the first phase of this contest, but you better uh, stay tuned for the next couple of weeks because we will have further um, challenges and things for these towns to compete in so we can eventually determine the strongest with in a couple of weeks. Um, Jason, are you a little busy right now, or would you like to uh, talk about your brackets? Sure, I can, I can talk a little bit. I uh, I just was posting some, I don't know why it's having me as Chuck Moroni, because I signed in from our main site, but um, uh, I in the comments section here, in the chat section, I should say, I posted a couple just kind of common troubleshooting things. The main thing is refresh your browser if you're having any buffering issues. Uh, and then you know, sometimes Internet Explorer doesn't work super well for this. So if you're having any issues with that, um, mm-hmm. in Firefox. anyway, just some housekeeping stuff. Um, yeah, I, I tell you, some of these were really tough. Um, like I still haven't decided on, I still haven't decided on Truckee and Pasadena. And I think I'm not yeah. I noticed, you know, that was our last one we entered and there's still some people deciding on that. Did either of you guys uh, have a choice on, on that one? Um, well, I was just going to comment that I definitely, the the states where we were able to pair up two cities in the same state, I think that was Florida, New Jersey, and California, which that was kind of cool to be able to do that. But that made it extra hard for me because 
I don't know. You see like a lot of the similarities between those places. Um, you know that they like maybe sort of have the same backbone. So it's a bit more challenging to decide. What did I have? Um, I, I put Pasadena up there, but a tough choice. Honestly, all of these were a pretty tough choice. Oh, yeah, you're right. I also, yeah, I put Pasadena as well. Um, but again, maybe like, we're biased because we just went there on a staff trip. A I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it's actually the only town that I've out of all of them that I've officially actually stepped foot in. I've been in the metro areas of other of these places, but never actually in. It. So that kind of bias. I also found though on seeding places from the same state. It worked well in terms of kind of the state rivalry, but it was also made it really tough in terms of overall seeding because some of my favorites were are going head to head in this round and not. Uh, so a lot of my favorites are going to be out by by today. Yeah, I found that issue as well. Yeah, so that which I guess is you know that's that happens with Mark Madness all the time as well. So mm -hmm. I suppose it's to be expected. Cool. Um, Jason, do you want to talk any more about your bracket? you want to show us your bracket? Um, I don't have it, like, really placed out anywhere. I will say oh, okay. I have it, like, on a piece of paper note I write in. Because <laughs> so I keep changing it, so. Um, yeah, another another one I'm undecided on is Holland and Fargo. Um, that one's down the road for me. So, and that one brings up an interesting point, and I'd be interested in what, what others think about this. So I know Fargo's just down the road for me, about an hour down the road. So I used to live there, so I know Fargo pretty well. And Fargo's, you know, hopefully I don't offend any Fargo listeners here, but I, I think that most of them would agree. Fargo's kind of a tale of two cities. Um, the downtown is dense. It's walkable. It's bikeable. There's bike share. There's great public transit. You can easily live in downtown Fargo without a car. There's a lot of amenities. It's growing. Um, fiscally, it's very strong. Um, you know, the value per acre is very good. Um, it's got a lot going for it, and their priorities are, are really in the right order in a lot of ways. Um, the rest of Fargo, uh, you know, once you get outside of the downtown core and the campus and sort of those, those you know, pre-World War II neighborhoods, um, you know, it, 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 gets, it gets pretty rough in some parts. And they, um, you know, Fargo had most of its growth in the 90s and the, and the 2000s, kind of a height of, you know, probably the least uh, – you know, maybe sustainable sort of uh, suburban style development. So it's, it's, uh, it's almost the tale of two cities that makes it a little hard for me. It's like, if I'm voting for the downtown, it's really easy, but I'm voting for the city as a whole. But then again, you know, the other thing is they're having a great conversation there. You know, they're talking about things like density per acre um, and, you know, how they're going to grow and how they can do more infill in the mainstream media. You know, it's on the TV, it's on the, it's in the newspaper. So it's really a community-wide conversation they're having. And, you know, that's, we talk about that as a big part of our mission is changing the conversation, and that's happening there to their credit. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on that one. That's another one I'm undecided on. Any, any thoughts, though, from others as far as, like, you know, if you've got a community where it's like the, the core is really good, but then the, you know, some the, the rest isn't? Like how, you know, because you got to, I mean, it's the community as a whole in a way. Like, how do you, how do you, decipher that or work through that any other thoughts jason about your your bracket who do you have going to the final i have um, i have hoboken 
I don't know on the other side yet. Okay. I also have Hoboken. But we'll see. Um, I hear that later during this presentation, you're going to uh, share what the standings are currently. So we'll see if we're right on that one. There seemed like a pretty strong contingent from Collingswood. Definitely, yeah. Collingswood is winning on the voting right now. We'll go over that later. <gasps> no. Okay. Yuri, who do you have going to the final two? So, yeah, let's see if I can share my bracket here. Oh. So, I did fill out the entire bracket, and I actually did this before voting even started, and I actually, because I hadn't been to any of these cities, I actually did, you know, when we were reviewing and the staff was reviewing the entrance in the first round before we even selected them, I just kind of ranked them all myself, and this mm -hmm. is what I came up with. So, it's a little controversial, I guess. I have, and this is one of the examples where Hoboken and Collinswood are meeting each other in the first round, and they were probably, they were my first two overall seeds for the entire thing. So if they had been in op opposite sides of the bracket, they probably would have met in the final. But yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going with Collinswood. Um, and what was actually even more surprising is on the other side, having Safety Harbor from Florida up there. Again, I had no... Uh, this is purely uh, numbers and purely what I received from the uh, what I read into the applications and submissions. So mm -hmm. I uh, and so yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting exercise. I am a hundred percent convinced that I'll be ninety nine percent wrong. Um, yeah. But I just found it an interesting exercise, which has as much to do with the people who uh, submitted and. Uh, and what they submitted and how they view the communities. And that was kind of yeah. what I found interesting about this process as a whole, um, trying to convince some of my friends and other and places to submit entries. I just got put time after time. I heard, well, our town's not strong enough, and we, we're not, not nearly as good as another town. And as you, know, you and Chuck and others have said, this isn't really about who's the perfect town. It's who's a town that has some good attributes that they're building on and who knows what their warts are and is working to address them. So I must say kudos to these 16 for making the, the finals and uh, kudos to all the applications for even getting up and submitting ones. I think that's, that's the first step of a strong town is having citizens that care enough about to, to put themselves out there. So, uh, um, but yeah, I go. I mean, there was. I would say I have probably about. Uh, let's. I have another bracket here that says about. Uh, let me take it off my screen share. I have another bracket here that you know I look at my overall rankings and I. Uh, there's kind of a top. I would say five or six clustering, and then a bottom. You know, middle five or six, and then kind of the, the you know the remainder are all really tight. So it will be interesting. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the the aspect of the applicants versus just the town on its own. Because certainly, I mean, some applications were just like out of this world awesome, um, and everyone put in a really good effort. But some just really stood out, and they're not necessarily from places that you'd automatically think in your mind, like, "Oh, this is an amazing town." I definitely noticed comments. Uh, especially on the Florida cities, a couple comments on Facebook and stuff like, how can you say that these like 
Florida, you know, sprawling, auto-dependent places are strong towns. And I'm like, well, these applicants made a compelling case for why they are. Um, you know, just because they have a lot of cars doesn't mean they also don't have other multimodal options, um, other good things going for them. So, like you said, not the perfect towns, perhaps, but towns that are working on it and clearly have some enthusiastic residents and strong towns members who know how to talk up their place um, and know how to like stress the good things that are happening, which I think we could all stand to do a little bit more of, certainly. That also ties in a little bit on the strong citizens aspect too, because this is a online vote and a social media vote, it has a lot to do with the, uh, the, the, the applicants in the towns and the, uh, you know, like, and the people who are promoted on social media, like, you know, I'll say I'll give kudos to, uh, um, like Fort Atkinson is, you know, the, the local paper ran something, um, Holland, Michigan. It's a lot of social media buzz going for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's also the community that gets behind them too. Um, so even though like one of the comments I saw, there was something like the two towns, there was a Navy or not, like one town was nearly twice the size as the other. And they're saying that has an unfair advantage. And well, in sure numbers, sure. But if you can get, you know, I, I guarantee that the winners of these will be decided by dozens of votes, not hundreds or thousands of votes. So if you can get your yeah. friends and colleagues and families out to vote for you and, you know, use, use social media, use your community connections well, you will, any town has a chance of winning, no matter how big or small you are. Yeah, definitely. What did you guys find to be the most compelling question on our, like, our application questions? What... What question were you most drawn to when you're analyzing whether a town is strongest? Or were you guys all like perfectly even looking at every answer? I thought the incremental project was a good one. Um, mm-hmm. And how people are actively involved in their decision making. Uh, you know, because, you know, that, that's one of the things I think a lot of people were hesitant to submit their town because, you know, we talk a lot about sort of, you know, the challenges our cities face from, you know, over a half century of, you know, suburban style auto-centric development patterns. And so a lot of people, I think, feel, oh, you know, my city's not not ready. And so I think, you know, a lot of this is, is not necessarily, are you there yet? I mean, mm-hmm. nobody is. So it's a, it's a matter of, you know, do you have the building blocks in place uh, to get there? And a big part of that is is that engagement, that community engagement, and you know people being able to participate. So I thought that was a really good question. I'm glad we. Got cool. Yuri, do you have any thoughts about the most interesting question for you to read? Um, yeah. Again, I tried to balance all the questions and score them all equally. But in terms of what was most interesting and had kind of the biggest variation, and usually put people, you know was the make or break question tended to be the public engagement one and that's Mm -hmm. partially because of my background in public engagement and public consultation but also also i think where the biggest difference was in a lot of them and what's that side like everyone on most towns these days are like mandated to do some sort of engagement so some Mm -hmm. communities said you know we have an open house here or we do this here or we have uh citizen committees and that's great those are you know that's important but for me, that was just kind of the bare minimum was what I was expecting. Um, to be a strong town, I think you have to go over and above 
what the town does and actually see what's happening in the communities and the citizens and kind of the grassroots activism that's taking place. Because that's ultimately what will make a town strong over, over a lifetime. So, um, and again, I was also interested to see, and this is more from a strong towns kind of geek background is, you know, Jason mentioned the incremental projects and I thought that was an interesting question. And again, what, what people thought of as incremental kind of very dramatically. So mm -hmm. you, know, you still had a lot of master plan and small scale, but still overall plan yeah. incremental developments. Um, and then you also had some, again, some grassroots kind of almost guerrilla or tactile urbanism developments, which I found kind of interesting. So, yeah, it was, uh, again, the sheer variety of things that are going on. And again, the sheer variety of people who are passionate about their communities in different ways really goes to, I mean, I think that was what I learned most about reading all these applications is there's no one thing that makes a town strong. It's a combination of a lot of factors. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I actually found myself drawn to different questions than you guys. I was really interested in the question, how has your town um, handled a recent challenge? And I was surprised because I don't know what I thought people would answer, but I was surprised that a lot of towns answered about like recent natural disasters and how like flooding or tornadoes or hurricanes and how like everyone in the town came together to address that issue. Um, I found those answers were really interesting and others were less like big deal things, but more just like, how do we sort through this like budget shortfall or something? Um, but yeah, I think that's indicative when you hear how people are addressing challenges and like the way that they go about that. I was also interested to just hear about people's transportation systems and yeah, some people clearly, even though they acknowledge, like, okay, we have a lot of strolls, we have a pretty auto-oriented place, like, they're still like, okay, but we have this many miles of bike lanes and park trails, and, you know, we have a couple bus lines or, like, a dial-a-ride program for the elderly and things. Like, all those small things add up. Even if you don't have, you know, a light rail system or something huge like that, you can still put together a decent transportation system for a smaller town. So that those answers especially impressed me when people had a robust transportation system in place. One of the interesting things, I'm just reviewing some of the submissions, and the fact that we had two submissions from one town and comparing them yeah. and the, I mean, and that actually, you know, it was interesting because the answer and some of the questions completely different at like from completely different perspectives and completely different strengths. And it was kind of fast. It was interesting to see how, again, people who care about the communities can view their strengths in completely different ways. Um, yeah. That was San Marcos, Texas, yeah. two like totally different groups applied. So I, I just combined their answers and asked them to work together for if they make it to future phases of the competition. Yeah, that was cool. But like, you know, on the uh, adapting to a challenge, one one group did mention the national disaster and two major floods in five months. And the other one mentioned their fast growth rate and, uh, you know, adapting mm -hmm. and connecting with growth. And both are both are major challenges in completely different ways. But it was, uh, yeah, it was just fascinating to see again how people view and how they and what they view as their strengths. Yeah. And encouraging them to work together was a great idea. Mm-hmm.
Thank you. I was a little disappointed, I'll be honest, with the last question. I think a lot of people treated that as a throwaway question. What's your favorite thing about your town? A lot of people were just like, oh, the people here are so great. Um, so, yeah, I was a little disappointed with that. And I'm hoping that the applicants in the next phases of the competition will be able to answer that one a little bit better. Because I think that says a lot. Um, this is something that Grayson Johnson, one of our contributors, has written about a lot. Like, if you love your place and if you have things that you care about in it and you have pride for your place, even if it has problems, like you're going to be more motivated to improve it. And clearly everybody who applied for this competition loves their place and has pride for their place. But I'm hoping um, the next phase of the competition is going to be some photographs that we'll ask each town to submit. So I'm hoping that people will kind of show their favorite places in their town and why those make their town strong. Um, in, in that next phase of the competition. Can you talk about that, Rachel? Can you talk about the next phases and then maybe I'll go over the results? Yeah, sure. Um, so on Friday uh, morning, afternoon, we'll announce the elite eight who are going on to the next phase based on your votes. Um, and then next week, early next week, we will publish um, photos that we'll have each of those towns submit about three to five photos and I've asked, I will ask them to write a couple sentences about those photographs um, and yeah, just asking them to showcase good, strong things going out, going on in their towns. I'm going to leave it kind of open-ended um, and yeah, we'll get to just look at pictures of these towns, get to know them a little bit better and then we'll have, again, more voting. Um, so that'll be the next phase and then the third phase will be podcasts. So. That should be fun. Um, it's moving pretty quickly. So over the next couple of weeks, we'll we'll find our winner for sure. What's uh, what's the current standings here? Okay, I'm gonna start with we've got a nail biter on our hands here, which is kind of exciting. Oh, yeah. So that's uh, so that's uh, Fort Atkinson versus Hopkins. Whoa. And uh, I have to tell you, I got an email from a guy a couple of days ago who said. Oh, that's such a funny matchup because I think he said my hometown is Fort Atkinson and my wife's hometown is Hopkins or something. So like, we're just facing off over this. Yeah. Funny. Hopkins was really interesting to me because I'm from Minnesota, um, but I grew up in Minneapolis. And to be honest, like I didn't really go to the suburbs that much. So I always just thought of Hopkins as like, oh, just another, you know, sprawling auto oriented suburb. But it was cool to read their application and, I have been there a couple of times and yeah, they do have a cool downtown now that I, now that it like jogs my memory, it seems like they've got a lot of good stuff going on. So yeah, I've actually uh, been there because I've had some friends that have moved there over the years. And, uh, okay. They liked it that it's got the close access to Minneapolis, but a little bit cheaper rent and uh, but, you know, some good transit. So uh, kind of interesting. And all that. You know, up there, yeah. Yeah. The score there is uh, Port Atkinson is ahead right now by one vote. Three oh my gosh. Okay, everyone, if you haven't voted on that one, get on there. Or if you're from those places, definitely uh, get your friends to vote. And then uh, Collingswood versus Hoboken. Uh, Collingswood is winning 417 to 216. So Collingswood oh, uh, lead on, on Hoboken. Wow, okay. Carlisle, uh, Pennsylvania versus Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, Carlisle is winning 193 to 43. Yes. Okay, I predicted that one right. 
So here's an interesting one. Uh, Hayes versus Sandusky. Okay. Uh, Hayes is uh, Hayes is behind. It's 96 for Hayes and 342 for Sandusky. So. Whoa. Okay. This is interesting because I'm not going to lie. Like, Strong Towns is a soft spot for Hayes because we've done some work there. We've had, um, I believe, the mayor of, or the city manager, I think, of Hayes on the podcast before. Um, Hayes is a really cool place, but we're not going to be biased here. I would say that's one of the that's one of the cases where having a strong social media campaign is helping uh, Sandusky quite a bit. They've been very active on uh, on Twitter, in particular, promoting and on Facebook, promoting their town, getting their followers and residents up to vote. So, if you okay. have a soft spot for any town, I mean, strong town staff, you know, we're impartial. But if you're listening, you know, feel free to campaign for your favorite towns and cities. Um, yeah. We encourage it. So uh, Hoboken's pulling up a like I'm just checking our Twitter feed and Hoboken's pulling up a last minute uh, rally here to try to counter. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so there are some there. It's been interesting to follow it on social media. Cool. Um, and then for uh, Pasadena versus Truckee, we don't have a lot of results there yet. That was the last one we posted, and uh, right. You know, so we don't have a lot there. It's it's seven to nine right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, pretty early there. Uh, Safety Harbor, uh, Florida, the two Floridas, Safety Harbor and West Palm Beach. Mm -hmm. uh, Safety Harbor is leading 199 to 79. Oh, okay. I have them ahead on my bracket, so. You see that. All so, right. um, both good entries. I was, I was impressed. I hadn't really heard much about Safety Harbor, so really, I liked reading their submission. I, I, it, let me put it this way. I got mm -hmm. the reading. I was thinking, i got to go there. Because I felt that about all these. Yeah. Yeah, for real. And we've had um, we've had some Strong Towns members contact us, especially um, one awesome lady who was biking across the country with her family who specifically asked, like, give me a list of these towns because we'll try to stop in some of them as we're biking through. And, yeah, certainly I encourage you guys to, to do that. I know I'm going to be curious to check out some of these places if I'm ever in the area. Um, yeah. And then um, last one is Boulder and San Marcos. And uh, San Marcos is ahead 707 to 73. Oh, wow. They had the two okay. That has something to do with it. But, um, yeah. Oh, wow. Boulder. All right. Gonna catch up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, Boulder. Jason, what was the uh, Fargo versus Holland status? Oh, did I miss that one? It is uh, 308 for Fargo versus 231 for Holland. Okay, so that that could still, we'll see, that could still change, but I know we have a strong Fargo contingent of Strong Towns members, so. Yeah, but I know there's a lot of community spirit in Holland, I mean, you can tell by their by their application and you know what they what they wrote so um i could mm -hmm. all in rallying too um both really good really good submissions i thought i'm on that's yeah. one of the i said earlier I'm, I'm pretty undecided on that one still so i'll we'll have to see I might what, be, you're I, not gonna choose fargo jason i don't know i don't want to be a total homer you know i, I want to yeah. be a here so Wait, can you explain what is the relationship between Grand Forks and Fargo? Are they like basically the same town? Is it like St. Paul and Minneapolis? No, no it's they're a good hour apart and oh, they, they each okay. have a 
people. So Fargo has North Dakota State University and Grand Forks has University of North Dakota. So actually there's a, there's a really big rivalry. Rivalry? Uh, mm -hmm. Although us younger generation, you know, like we don't really care as much. Like I, we work with Fargo all the time, but um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of the older generation still like, you know, they can't get off the football field. I prefer to leave the rivalry on the football field and work. Yeah. There's a lot the communities can learn from each other and we, we do a lot of tours and, and working together which which really helps mm -hmm. so do you guys have any like number one favorites out of all these towns after reading the applications i mean not to be throwing too much bias in there but you know my top to be honest my top two um and they were kind of overall tied is and I was as surprised as anyone on both of these because you know I tend to be a very urban um, northwest kind of guy but I had a uh, safety harbor and Collinswood is my top two okay cool Are you talking about what were our surprises is that what you're asking no I was saying what are your favorites oh you can talk about surprises too Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's hard. I, I really, I, I, I definitely found like some of the people on the first half of the, the first side of the bracket resonated with me a little mm -hmm. bit more. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Some of my favorites were Hoboken, Hopkins, um, Boulder and, and Hayes. Boulder, I've been there. So maybe I'm biased that way. I don't know. I've visited there a few times, so I don't mm -hmm. know. It, I hate picking, fa like, saying what my favorites are, though, because I don't want to sound like I'm biased or anything. I find these all really compelling. Yeah, I agree. And even the towns that didn't quite make it to the Sweet 16, like, everyone's applications were really awesome, and I'm sure these are all incredibly strong towns. Um, we will definitely try to do this competition next year and expect even more applicants and even more good conversation. So a couple of people have asked about that. Yes, I think we will try to do it next year. Yeah, and on that note, uh, I'm still typing in uh, results into the chat in the chat section here. And then I did want to relay a question that came, well, it was more of a comment that came in from Andy Walker. Uh, he just said, uh, you know, he thinks the contest is great, is a great concept to garner interest and, uh, you know, hopes that we PR on this and uh, and the contestants and, and of course the winners. So thank you. Thank you, Andy. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I think it's good to get the conversation started. And I think we've maybe brought some new people to, to strong towns that, that, you know, maybe hadn't checked us out before. So I think it's been helpful in that regard as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen some comments. Um, we just had City Lab uh, write about this contest uh, this morning. And I definitely noticed some comments like, oh, well, why isn't such and such town on this list? Like, this list is just a faulty if it's missing that town. And I'm like, well, you know, it was just based on who applied. So we can't control that. Um, but hopefully, um, as the momentum grows next year, um, we'll be able to get even more applicants and a wider swell. Yeah, but I, would I thought it was good. Like, we had a balance north, south, east, west, a little bit of each. I was kind of sad nobody from Canada applied, but you're in your fault. Very different disappointed no one from Canada applied. And actually, no one re other than mid the west coast, but we, you know, we didn't have, well, I guess Boulder, but no one from the northwest or the southwest 
Um, you know, no one from Arizona or New Mexico, which I think have a lot of, they have a lot of problems, but they also have a lot of towns and a lot of communities doing great things. And there is also, we have, uh, I don't think any from New England actually made the final cut either. So we no, definitely there have some um, who applied, but none that made the final cut. Yeah. We definitely have, there's a lot of regions that are maybe underrepresented and what I would encourage you to do, if you think your town should have been here or you think a town that you know should have been here, you know, we'll be doing this next year. So start your uh, start your campaign now and yeah. uh, start training for next year and getting, get, getting things lined up because, I mean, the reaction, the response has been amazing so far. Um, you know, yesterday on has, was our biggest traffic day on our site, um, well, second biggest all year, and... Uh, so, you know, we are, it's, it's generating a lot of interest and a lot of new views and a lot of discussion, both uh, online, both on our website itself, but also on our social media feeds. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of discussion on Facebook and people sharing their towns. And, and it just makes me happy to see people proud of where they live and proud of where they visited and proud of any town that, you know, so if nothing else, definitely. that's what I'm this. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, do we have any questions? For some reason, I can't see the question list, but. Um, I'm not seeing any, so. Okay. Uh, if anyone has any questions, throw them out. Um, or general thoughts. Um, we've had some good discussion on our Slack channels. So, um, if you guys haven't joined Slack, you should do that. Um, there's info on our website, strongtowns.org slash discussion forum, I think. Um, yeah, I'll paste that link here. Yeah. yeah. So we uh, we excluded our key contributors and writers from applying because I figured that they would kind of have a leg up. And I don't know. I just wanted to keep it more pure. And obviously, staff weren't allowed to apply. But um, we did have some contributors who were able to get somebody else from their town to apply and have been campaigning pretty hard. Uh, Andrew Price, big fan of Hoboken, and he's uh, he's been getting into some debates with people on Facebook and on our website comments, just putting a good word in there for Hoboken, which I got to say, like, that's part of the reason why I have Hoboken going so far, and, and I hope they make it, because Andrew talks it up really well, um, even though he's aware of some of its issues, too, but... Hoboken, I don't know. I've pretty pretty much written off New Jersey as a state that I would ever consider living in, and then Andrew talks about it so so much that it seems seems like a pretty nice place after all. Well, so does Collingswood, man. There, that's a tough yeah. that's a tough matchup. I'm actually I thought that one might be a little bit closer, and I I, I have a feeling that's going to tighten up at the end here. It'll be interesting. Yeah. But. Well, Collingswood is another one that's been written about on our site before um, by Johnny Sanfilippo. Yeah. So can look that up. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to add? I don't think so. And I'm not seeing any, any questions. So uh, maybe, maybe we'll right. let it go. And thanks everyone for joining us. And uh, uh, yeah, keep voting. Check it out on Friday to see the next results. And then we're back at it next week with more, uh, more competition. Absolutely. I'm excited for the next rounds. Me too. Okay, well, thanks everyone for participating and watching, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Awesome. We need your help. 
If you think a strong town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's the story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit Agenda 21. Yeah. 